Hello everyone, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast, as a voice for that. Welcome, welcome back. And today I just wanted to just talk about the past few episodes from my personal experience and for my personal experience rather. And I typically do this if you're not familiar with my podcast format on a Thursday where we just talk about previous weeks or that specific week's episode. And since I didn't upload on Tuesday, the Lord was just like, just talk about what you've been going through personally concerning even just the episode about mentally scrolling on God, specifically that the Lord was just like, speak on that. And I was like, okay, you know, let's just be obedient. And so, yeah, I just wanted to make this a little bit more relaxed and reflective and a little bit personal. So yeah, that, that scripture, that like very recent podcast episode was really inspired by a lot of things, but mainly just personal experience in that if you didn't listen to it we were in matthew 7 verse 7 which says 7 verse 6 and 7 it says then jesus replied you hypocrites isaiah was right when he prophesied about you for he wrote these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me their worship is a farce for they teach man-made ideas as commands from god and we kind of spoke about the importance of worshiping god authentically and not replacing what god has commanded with our own superstitions or as the word is saying man-made ideas and you know teaching them to other people and ourselves or being influenced by those things and i was very like vulnerable to an extent about my advice and just being transparent in you know spending actual uninterrupted time with god and even at that, that was something that the Lord has still been working in me where I'm like, I'm trying to work up to work in work up to being as still as possible. Cause if, when you put into practice what I said, which is basically just sitting still in the presence of God for 15 minutes, it's actually hard. Like because of just how fast paced our reality is, it's just so hard to just sit and be with God, because sometimes it's not even about what you get out of it. It's about what you can give to God, which is your utmost attention, undivided attention. And that was so hard, more than I thought it would be. And even till this day, it's hard to a degree because of just like the practical side of it. Like you just want to get it over and done with and move on to the next thing. We're like, oh, what can I get out of this? What can I, even just for me, like, what can I what can I teach on the podcast concerning this? What did I learn from God so that I can go and tell people? When in actual fact, most of the times, it's just about a stillness of being reminded of just exactly who you're talking to or, or even better still, who you're sitting with and whose presence you're sitting in. And yeah, I just think that these past two weeks have been like so like real if I can if I can say that but genuinely speaking has been very sobering where the Lord has just been reminding me of Jesus' authority and I think particularly when I was listening to a worship set and I've been avoiding it for some reason I was like oh I shouldn't listen to it I shouldn't listen to it and I'll link it in the like description or show notes if you're listening or watching and this worship set like genuinely touched me was just singing the scripture of just singing scripture genuinely and the scripture specifically was Isaiah 63 verse 1 and just the whole passage the first I think seven verses really touched me to the point of just like like tears and I'm bringing this up because 
part of worshiping God authentically and being real was being reminded of Jesus' Jesus's authority where he's not just this loving shepherd, but he's also the king, the one that carries the sword and just being reminded of like, oh, I need to be humble. I need to be approaching Jesus with this mindset. Yes, he's loving, but he's also the king of kings. He also came to bring a sword, like just the authority. And in that passage specifically, where he, where the verse says, who is this coming out of Edom? And his clothes are of splendor and there's blood because he's, he's been trampling our enemies like that, that like a person who would be trampling the wine press or treading out grapes in the wine press. And it's such a beautiful image of just how much Jesus fights for us, but his authority too. Like it literally sobered me up to a point of like, well, I need to be more serious. And it's not to say I was unserious, but I do think that there's a casualness that was coming out of me where I was kind of downplaying what the Lord was teaching me or more so not implementing it as seriously as I should have been. And what that looks like is free grace where you know that you've been given grace and you know that God's grace is free. Well, it came at a price, but for us, you know, because we believe in Jesus Christ, it's free very loosely, but you treat it as though it is worthless. That's what free grace looks like where you don't, sit in the awareness of what that price was like and what you should be what, what what your response should be in response to that grace and I was bordering that perspective of like oh yeah I can do whatever I want and being reminded of like this is the one who fights for me and not he doesn't just fight like him you should stop look at me stop to the enemy um but he actually does something it actually says that i was surprised that nobody helped the oppressed as it says in the scripture it's really interesting i really do encourage reading it um isaiah 63 and it really just sobered me up that my life is not my own and also the one that fights me is powerful he has robes of splendor that worship set that talks about that is just so or sings about that is just so beautiful so yeah i i think coming back to just the scripture of matthew or mark 7 verse 6 and 7 i kind of had this thought or this hard posture that came from that in the sense that i was in the season or in a season of wanting to be productive because i think i spoke about this last year about kind of feeling stuck in my life and then having this little step forward and i'm just like oh i need to be productive because prior to this, the stagnant season, I was a very productive person. I was the type of person where I would not sit until something is done. And it would take so much like mental space in my head that I need, it's literally immovable in my head. And coming out of just like being so busy and burning myself out in high school, it was really, really hard, like really, really hard to just rest. Because for a while, the Lord was just like, uh-uh, let's just reset. We need, to, we need to go back to basics. We need to be more inclined in your time with God. More, have your ear and your heart more inclined to him, really. And I think even just finding productivity in rest, like productive rest, not just like, you know, binging something that, you know, that you're not supposed to be watching or even just not communicating God with you in your rest, just unrighteous rest, really. It was more than that. It was like sitting with the Lord and re like seeing the reset button, I, oh, I suppose, to a point of just 
relearning things and reading the Bible afresh, as one should always do. But I think sometimes when you grow a little bit in your faith, it's so easy to be like, oh, I already know this. Oh, I already read this. Oh, I've already heard of this before. I've already heard of sanctification, whatever the case may be. But even if you've already heard of something, God can still bring something anew from the old. I think sometimes we think of that in the perspective of like, oh, this is so long and gone, it's never going to come back. But even in well-trodden ways, like even if you are an expert, a novice in whatever field or um, area of your life, God can still bring something new in that, in the sense that there's something that you may not even have been considering that he's showing you. And I think that was that kind of season where I was, I was reading the Bible and then I was seeing things that I've already read in a new light. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And coming out of that season of like being real with God and conquering traumas and stuff like that and healing and even just being righteously convicted every single day. Like, oh, you think that this is about you? Yes, it is. It's about you in the sense that ABCD. I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, it's not about me being the victim. It's about my own discretions and like my shortfalls and having tough conversations with the Lord concerning like disappointments and even just life in general was just so hard in the sense that I had never done it to that degree of being that vulnerable because I think even just from my own personal belief systems like my own my my own ways of life really just kind of prevented me from just seeing God as the one that can handle those things and the one that I can ask for healing and stuff like that it's it's not necessarily something sad but it's more so to just say that hey if you're not seeking the Lord in this then who are you seeking to heal from that or distract from that because there was a lot of running away from situations that could have easily been fixed by just being honest with the Lord and that was that season and so in this particular season where I've got a little bit of productivity here and there and I've gotten a little bit of I've gotten a little bit busy and and being a little bit more on my ball in terms of society standards even just like just normal human standards it's good to be busy but I think what was happening was that even in being on the pod and just planning for the pod and just living in a way where your lifestyle affects the what affects what you say and how you say things because I think that's what Christianity is like and even just Christian influence I'm not an influencer by any means I'm a disciple but I guess in that secular sense your lifestyle definitely affects what you say and how you view things and I was very cautious of that where I was like oh if I continue in this hard posture it's definitely going to show up in my podcast it's definitely going to show up in what I say and how I say things and the examples that I use and I think being so hyper aware of that and even just seeing things as a test, like every single thing as a test, ruined the genuine nature of my relationship with God, where I was like, oh, I have to worship for this amount of time. I have to be my Bible for this amount of time. I have to read this many chapters because I have to be like genuinely prim and proper. I'm the poster child of my podcast. And it took away from the Lord's creativity and just the Lord being the center. And I'm sitting here being transparent because I don't want to be the type of person who doesn't talk about the real things, even in my own life. Because here I am talking about very real things on this podcast, but I'm not applying them in my own real life and showing you guys that I'm applying them. Because 
you know, I, if I'm going to claim to be somebody who gives advice or is of influence, I do need to be somebody who's transparent. Maybe not to the oversharing territory, but I do think there's a degree of transparency that needs to be shown. And so when it came to this portion of scripture of Mark 7 verse 6 and 7, it was real in the sense that I... I'll say it now, I was not being authentic, not in the fake, oh, I'm living promiscuously, but more so in the sense that I was doing things out of religious spirit and doing things out of just like, oh, I need to do it instead of, oh, Lord, what do you want me to do? I had to actually be reminded of, hey, you don't, you didn't even ask the Lord what he wants you to do. Like, it was so like, oh, what, do you, what, what should I do? What should I, I, I do instead of, Lord... What do you want me to do? I'm your servant. I was kind of forcing God's hand or trying to force God's hand. I can't force God's hand. I was trying to force God's hand like, oh, I should actually be reading this amount of of scripture. And yes, it's important. But I do think that when it's done in the wrong like spirit, like as we discussed in that episode about if, are you mentally scrolling on God, it's, and also the previous episode, um, the very previous or recent episode it's very it's very natural it was very natural for me to be accustomed to being religious you know like oh it's good to be religious you have a routine and I'm a routine type of person so I latch on to things very quickly and if I foster routine out of my own secular nature it's very easy for me to be like okay yes i need to stick to this out of this perfectionism and just wanting to be in order my my life to be in order when in actual fact yes the lord is the lord of order but sometimes he does want you to do things out of his command not just out of your routine and as long as the routine isn't based on what god has ordained for you then it's just a routine. Anybody can foster a routine. But if it's not spirit-led, then it's just not going to work. And it's just going to lead into legalism and just a burden. Because I felt so burdened. I was like, okay, I am struggling. Like, I was saying, I need to read four chapters a day of the Bible. Like, And it's not even just, like, four Psalms. Because, you know, some of the Psalms are really short. It was, like, one book in Gen- one chapter in Genesis, another in, in First Kings, and another one in Psalms, and another in... um kings did i say kings but yes it was four chapters and i was just drowning i would manage but it was such a burden i didn't even like reading the chapters i I enjoyed what i was learning but it was at a cost of like forcing myself and not necessarily letting the holy spirit speak speak and i'm gonna talk about something that really freed me and how that applies to what i just said i was in the middle of that season of you know, even just as recently as last week i would say it was like a short mini season or a week or two of just living this way i was so exhausted and just so frustrated and i think more so burdened by what i was doing i was watching this video i'll link it to down below i was watching this video and the holy spirit was just like just watch it just watch it, just watch it and i was like okay fine and i was genuinely crying and basically what this girl was saying, she's very, she's very good, by the way. She also has a podcast. I really, really enjoy her content. She was talking about how God sees our efforts and we don't have to basically 
burden ourselves and put on so much to perform. He sees our initial effort. And one thing that really stood out to me was that what if it's only the one hour that is honored by God as opposed to the four hours? Because the prime time might be that one hour and the other three hours is just junk and just performance. And I was like, huh, that really convicted me. I was somebody that was just like trying to be as productive as possible. But it was in the initial moments that I was feeling the most close to God. And the other time I was just, okay, I need to check this off my list. I need to finish this before the end of the day. Otherwise I was going to be so behind. And even just the mindset, if you're not, if you're not ahead, you're behind. It just really plagued my head and it freed me. And I was genuinely crying tears of like freedom. If that's a thing, like just being like, oh my gosh, Lord, this is genuinely what is, what was happening. And I think another reason why it moved me to tears is, is because I had no idea that I was behaving this way. I had no idea. And I think that's just the danger of doing, highlights the danger of doing things alone without consulting people. And for me personally, I'm the type of person where, because of just like my own status as like the older sibling or the oldest daughter and the oldest child, it's like, okay, I can kind of manage it my own and I don't need anybody else. But when it comes to the faith, it's not about you. No man's an island, you know, and no one just deals with with God and walks with God alone. It's a journey with other people. That's why we're the body of Christ. You have different people and people should be speaking into your life. And I think because of just crying and not knowing this and being so blindsided in a way, it just really reminded me that I need to be speaking to number one, the Lord more about these things. I allow him to speak into me most importantly, and also just be transparent to people and say, Hey, I feel like, you know, these four chapters not gonna, is not cutting it for me. And even just like letting people speak and they highlight things that I may not, I may not, I may not be aware of. I cannot speak, but yeah, I think it brought me to tears because of those things. And she even highlighted how, Sometimes when you're overly religious and overly productive, you stop praying. And it's so simple, but it was like, huh, I really stopped praying authentically. I would pray, pray, read the word. I was like, I would read something and I would, say, I would be like, oh, okay, this applies to me. I'm going to say, okay, Lord, help me in ABC as your word says. But I wasn't praying for people. I wasn't being authentic in my prayers. I wasn't just letting the Holy Spirit overwhelm me with prayer, like praying in tongues and just praying for people spontaneously as I used to do in the in the beginning of my faith journey. And it was just such a I guess confirmation moment. Like, huh, that's that's kind of a symptom of what I'm what I'm going through right now. And it's it sobered me up a lot. It sobered me up a lot. And I kind of just had to go back to step one with the Lord and be like, okay Lord these are all the kind of pillars I've built in my productivity. How can I be productive again? How can I be spiritually productive without idolizing or operating operating in a religious spirit? How can I do that? And it's been really, really fruitful, I guess. It's been really, really fruitful to go back to being convicted again and heeding to conviction because I want to be somebody that's wise. So wisdom comes from God and it comes from his obeying God's commands and decrees and seeing how I make active choices to be like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. I'm, not, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do more of this has been so rewarding. Not even in the, oh, I speak 
in tongues for four hours now type of way, but more so just in right standing with the Lord. Like I feel more at peace with the Lord and I don't feel burdened. Like the burden is genuinely casted down and speaking intentionally with that phrase, I had to genuinely repent and be like, okay, Lord, what's going on? How do I, you know, I had to come to the Lord again and when we read verses like cast down, cast your burdens onto him for he cares for you. It's, it comes from you wanting to be with him and he can highlight something to you. He can, you know, point things out to you through videos, like in my case, but you have to want to be in his presence to kind of receive that burden being lifted off, you know? And I say this intentionally because I think sometimes it's so easy to, think things apply to different people and they don't apply to you. I don't know if that's relatable in any sense, but I think it's really, really convenient to be like, oh, that's for other people or that applies to the general public, but we don't make it personal enough to change. We don't make God's grace and Jesus's invitation through, I believe, Peter, um, personal where we're saying, okay, Lord, you've said this, I want to cast down my burdens because the things that we're holding on to feel good. Like, I won't lie. When I was reading four chapters a day, I felt very accomplished. I was like, yes, I'm I'm in my biblical baddie era. I'm literally reading on my, my word every single day, four times a day. Like, you can't tell me anything. But when it's time to be humble and be like, okay, Lord, I let go of this. It's hard. Like, even just in the sense of, like, finances and just whatever the Lord's asking you to let go of, it's hard because it it feels good in any capacity. If it's finances, you feel as though, oh, I am on top of my money. I'm standing on my money. Or in schooling, it's like, oh, I'm getting this degree. I'm going to be educated. Where in actual fact, none of those things make you more righteous than anybody else. None of those things of being the most educated, the most financially stable, make you more righteous than the one who isn't. So why do we hold on to these things? I think it's because of the world's influence, because of how much influence the world has on even just Christian culture, quote unquote, I think because of just how integrated we are and how interconnected we are with other things, it's so easy to be influenced by the world instead of letting the world be influenced by God. And I think it's a bad thing because it prevents God's creative flow and his decrees and, and declarations over your life because of just how much of an idol we make the world out to be just because of our own sinful nature unfortunately but i do think it's never too late to cast things down and repent and be as transparent to the lord as possible and be transparent to people around you as possible i have to tell my mom like i don't think i'm gonna be I'm, i don't think i'm gonna be doing all of this again like i don't think i'm feeling as close to the lord and i'm just being transparent to my family and being like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is helpful. And they're like, yeah, it's not, it's not something that is good because you're not doing things authentically. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of speak on that in the most general sense and be transparent and hopefully this is relatable to someone. And I think I kind of touched on like when I was first saved because that season was very different as opposed to now. And I had a conversation with the Lord was like, I want to go back to that, but with a more refined perspective where, yes, I am 
going back to my grassroots that I'm not regressing. I'm more so just going back home with a lot more extra knowledge and more experience, you know? So I think when it comes back to, when it comes to going back to your first love and you first got saved, I don't think it should be from the perspective of being like regressive or going back in reverse. It's more so, I think, a homecoming type of thing where you're going back, kind of like the particle sun, where you're going back with all those experience and good or bad in the case of the particle sun, bad, and most times it is bad, we're going back to him, we're going back to the first in encounter with the Lord and the first instance that we had with the Lord, and we're going to the Lord and just being again. I think what's being lost in this generation is just being with the Lord and just being a daughter or a son of God, it's really, really lost. People want to be writers. People want to be podcasters. People want to be um, singers and songwriters. But what about just being, you know? Because as Jesus said he, in Matthew 7, where he said, people, where people would be like, oh, I cast out demons. I did all these other things. But he, he says, I, but I didn't know you. We have to know him. He has to know us and we have to know him. But he has, he genuinely has to know us. And part of that is just being. Like, imagine in the natural sense, if somebody's just trying to flex in front of you, like, oh, yeah, look at my car. Yeah, I got a new, I got a new Hermes bag. Oh, yeah, that fashion line. Yeah, I acquired it. Like, it's just not natural. Like, imagine in the natural sense, like, if that was that type of person that you're friends with, you wouldn't want to be with them. You wouldn't know them. You just know about their things versus an actual friend that's being vulnerable, they cry, they laugh, they talk about things honestly, they're there for you, they can just, you know, be in your presence, you're in their presence. That's what it means to know someone. And how much more wonderful is it when we're doing that with the God who knows us more than we know ourselves and all he wants from us is to worship him. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of speak on that and be a little bit more transparent and be vulnerable as as contained as possible and i say as contained as possible because i don't want to be somebody who overshares and it's unproductive where i'm sharing half-baked um lessons from the lord or just things that the lord is teaching me i want to be somebody who just shares things as the spirit leads and as holistically as possible because i do understand that there are people that listen and watch in this case now on youtube and see that, oh, if she is doing this, then you must be right. So, yeah, I wanted to just speak on this and be as transparent and spirited as possible. So, yeah, I hope this has helped you. Please go and spend a long time with God. And I love you. And most importantly, the Lord loves you. Bye.